0: Hey there, you've tuned in to 19 North's Podcast, a young
1: adults ministry part of Victory Family Church, located in Cranberry Township, PA. You can check us out every Saturday night at 8 30. And if you missed everything I just said, just follow us on Instagram
0: at 19 underscore North. Hey man, it's good to be with you all. This is what you call a low energy room, huh? You guys are that's a wow, you guys are awesome. I uh, know a lot, uh, the weather's impacted. How many of y'all could be here tonight? I'm so glad you guys made it. But uh, I get to bring to you guys a really interesting announcement for those of you uh, that are a part of 19 North. Uh, and if you don't listen closely, you might think it's not a great announcement, but it really is. Uh, we're going to be doing something here in 19 North uh, that is, a, is significantly different. And here's what it is. Uh, we are changing, not 19 North, we're changing the church for you. And so that's going to facilitate that we do something different back here. So let me explain that. For the last couple of years, I've been talking about two things uh, in our church with everybody, and two words. One is preference, and the other is honor. And I've been asking people my age that I'm fifty-seven, which that might sound very ancient to you, but you know, if you don't if you don't die, you'll get there. And uh, but so I've been talking for quite a while, to people my age, a little younger and a lot older, that if we're going to be able to be a multi-generational church, then we're going to have to lay down preferences that we have, things that we like that, that you know, just, there's nothing wrong with what you like, uh, but the, the stuff I like, my parents didn't like, and the stuff I like, my kids don't like, and so what we began to com- communicate to our church is that if we're going to be a, a generational church, in other words if this church isn't just going to age out with me, then we're going to have to make the kind of changes that preference, where preference or things you just like are going to be geared toward people younger. Years ago, my staff came to me and when this room behind here was this beautiful designed wall and had all these flowers on it, it was gorgeous. And they came to me and they said, Pastor John, uh, this is when we had church over here, so we want to change the room. I said, well, what do you mean? They said, "Well, we want to change the, the background." I said, "Well, to what?" I'm thinking, "Well, it's beautiful." So well, we want to we want to paint it black. And I said, "You want to do what?" They said, "Yeah, because you know, the generation coming, just just a different atmosphere. What you guys like, it just doesn't. It's not right or wrong. It just just really doesn't speak to our generation." And so uh, <laughs> I said, "Well, you want you you just want to paint it black?" is there a reason you want to paint it black? They're like, oh, no, no, we're going to create an atmosphere and there'll be lights and, and different things. And I said, uh, well, exp- let me just explain to me what it looks like. And, and so basically, that, that was probably maybe even about six, seven years ago. And so back then, we made the decision that we were going to start doing things that were not for the people that were here. We were going to create an environment that the next generation of this church not to, listen to me, What I'm about to say to you, if if this is the outcome, then we fail, that they can attend here. That is not what this is about. This is not about you attending at victory. This is about you leading at victory. So what I've, uh, so what's happened is older people have have been willing to lay down their preferences. Uh, I had a great granddad come to me one day after I talked about this and, you know, we give out earplugs for older people. Do you know that? And, uh. And it's not even because our music's that loud. It isn't. It's no no louder than yours over here. But, you know, sometimes you get older, people's ears bother them hearing stuff. And so they actually have, we give out earplugs. So I had, uh, I I was talking about this preference thing. And here comes this great granddad that goes to the church. And I see him coming to me after the service. And he's pulling his earplugs out. And I think, okay, here we go. And we're going to have, he's going to want to tell me how he's uncomfortable and he doesn't like this. And so he said, because that, I talked to the, the church about it that day. And so I said to him, I said, uh, real quickly, when did I start, Zach? I usually have a countdown. I, I want to stay on time. Did I start about 9? Yep. Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll be done about 9.30, right? Okay. Uh, I want to stay on time because he that goes short is invited back. So here's, <laughs> so here's the thing. Is, so he came up to me, pulls the earplugs out. And I think he's going to complain, and I would have to, you know, try to encourage him and help him understand that, you know, we're going to reach the next generation. So he said to me, he "said Listen, I don't care if you have to wear a polka dotted hat to reach the next generation. Do it." He said, "Because today, my my son is here, my grandson, and my great grandson all go to this church, and I don't care. I don't care what I have to do. What I have to lay down is my preferences. I go to a church where four generations come here." And they're all connected. They're all loving God. Great things are happening for four generations. And I, I'm telling you, I've never had more fun in my life. And he said, and by the way, I might be old, but I like that music. He said, it bothers my ears a little just because it's not the music, it's just my ears. But, but I like it. And so there are a group of people much, much older than you, and, and just to be really plain, you do know that people under 30 don't pay the bills here. Let me try this side. If you don't know that, They pay the bills. And what usually happens in church, and it's not because people are being selfish, they don't even think about it, is that the people who have been here longest, their preferences just kind of run the show. It's not good or bad, it's just what they like. But then there was another word that I began to talk about, and it's the word honor. And so if we can mix uh, people willing to give up their preference with a generation coming who knows how to honor those people Something incredible can happen. And by honor, what I mean is this, is to understand the sacrifice they're making for you, to understand that what I'm about to ask you to do is the way you can honor them. The greatest thing you can do for the things that people are investing in your life is to fulfill the reason God put you on the earth. And so what we're going to be doing, and Zach will be giving you the details here shortly, but, and, and, and he'll give you the exact date, But this service at 19 North soon is going to end your 830 service. And you won't have it. You won't have the service anymore. Now, there's some other things are going to be happening for you. And Zach will give you the details. But here's why. Because the services next door over there are for you now. We are already designing and doing everything we do. Now, you have an old pastor. That's okay. You're supposed to have an old guy that can help teach you. But everything else is getting younger and younger and younger and younger. Now, now, you say, well, there's something being taken away from you, from us. No, it's just the opposite. We are willing, and what we're doing is investing everything we have to prepare you for your future, not so you can be the church of tomorrow. You're, 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 you're adults. You are the church of today. And I don't want you, if, if all this resulted in is if every person who's a 19 norther just attended next door at the, at the larger sanctuary, then this would be an utter failure to me. I don't want you attending only. I want you learning how to lead, how to grow, how to take ownership of things, how to how to grow into, and get under some, some other people that are a little older than you that can show you, teach you. Because you're in a church that requires leaders. It requires people that, that can understand people skills and and developing people and building teams under you. And and I don't mean, well, you mean in the next 20 years. I don't mean in the next 20 years. I mean in the next three weeks. I want you to find somewhere, and you don't have to stay where you start, okay? This isn't the mafia. You can get out. But so every one of you that are a part of 19 North, that this really is like a home to you and you, you're involved here, in the next several weeks, whenever this, this winds down and, and we start, that next weekend, when you guys are going to be over there, whenever you choose to come, whether it's Saturday night or Sunday, and I know you ain't coming at nine o'clock, so so it may be the eleven. Is that I want every one of you to find a place to serve. Now, what what we're looking to do, and there and we have our teams here tonight that uh, that are going to be able to hear, and they're they're going to be able to be here to help you to integrate you to get you working, so that you can start to learn. The, what's going on over there, and I need you in the room. I need you present. I need you serving. I need you creating the energy that's in your heart. When we worship God, I want you to worship God. Our worship leaders are younger, and uh, uh, you, you all, of course, know Ellie, uh, Zach's wife, and and we just. And when I say, are we only hiring younger people? It's not that. We're not saying older people are invaluable. I'm one of them, but there has to come a point to when the, the older generation has to start to transfer the, the responsibility and the, and, and the training and the ability to run and lead this into, into the next generation's hands. And that time is starting right now. And so what some of you don't know is that those steps that you take today might seem like, well, that's really not that big of a deal. Sure, I'll do it. But what you don't know is you're gonna, it's going to open doors and it's going to op- operate. The, the calling on your life is going to begin to develop. And the thing about the grace of God when you walk in it, it doesn't stay in church. That's why Jesus said, if you put my kingdom first, everything you desire, everything people are killing themselves for, I will add to you. It's when you begin to put God first in your life and his purpose. And, and now what I'm asking you to do is very simple. is Please just don't attend. And, and if that's the least you do, then do that. But I want you to get involved. I want, because we want Here's the mandate in the next year for older people that are leading. You've got to start training younger men and women to lead and, and start to give them more ownership and let them make decisions, train them, show them how you made the choice, why you made the choice. So that in the next 10 years, and I'm, this won't take 10 years for many of you, but, and some of you may, won't even be in this area. God will move you in other places, but everything you learn, everything you grow, you take with you. And so what I really want to encourage you to do is to, is to do that. And then lastly, this, be grateful to the people. And many of these people, you need to, you need to know this. This is church is 25 years old this year. Many of the people who have paid for this, prayed for this, worked for this are dead and they're in heaven. And, and they gave themselves to this and they saw you before they left. And so it's not just a pastor trying to convince you. I'm wanting you to know that there is a generation of people older than you that, the reason that this decision was made when I began to talk to, to Zach and, and the team is because I don't want you separated anymore over here. I don't want a 19 North. That's 19 North. Because all of you that are 19 North, you don't. I know you don't know this, you're gonna get old too. Okay, and, 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 and what you're going to see more and more in this church, and we're going to be very intentional about it, is that we are going to be focusing intensely on people in their 20s, 30s, right in that stage of life when you're building your relationships, starting your family, raising your families, as you you go into that phase of your life. And so you're going to see even our our social media, the things you see, it's going to look like, does anybody over 50 go to that church? They do, and you know what? We are more than happy to, to stay here, to serve here, to give here, and to help you to be able to be the 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 men and women God's called you to be, and Zach will give you those details. Now, one of the things I also I want, want to bring to your attention is this: is is starting this fall, we're opening what I'm calling a school of ministry. It's uh, something God put in my heart a while back, and and it's all about the transfer, because God has called this church to multiply. And here's what you have to know, man: you've got to know this. God, read your Bible. Try to find one place in your Bible, or even try to find a place in history, and there are some exceptions, where God used old people. You rarely find it. There'll be some cases like when he called Moses when he was older, and but actually he called Moses when he was younger, he just blew it, and, he, and it took him 40 years to get back on track. Every revolution has happened, people your age. This isn't the time for, for you in this crazy world to kind of say, well, in 10 years, we no, this world needs you right now. This church needs you right now. The greatest revolutions in the world have happened with people your age. And there are very few of them, very few of them, that, that were not centered on people your age. And so I, what's crazy to me, that you know, the greatest revolution in this country, the most controversial thing that's going to be in the generation is you living for God. The new rebellion is to live for God. It's crazy. But you guys are making a difference right now, and we want to create an environment for that. Now, the school of ministry is for people that feel they have a call of God on their life to serve in a ministry capacity. That would be, if you will, their, their, their vocation that God's called them to do. And so what, what, you're, what we're offering there, it's gonna be very, very specific, is you're gonna, of course, learn leadership. You're gonna learn, of course, the word of God. You're gonna learn how to operate through grace and, and faith, and to obey the call of God on your life in an environment where it has happened, not in theory. Now, this is no offense to college. I went to college for a while and then went to a Bible college, but here's the deal. No offense to college, okay? And please don't misinterpret this. Most people in teaching college have never done what they're teaching in the real world. It, and now, there are exceptions. Most of the people that teach business in college have never owned one. That doesn't mean what they're saying isn't valid. doesn't mean that their gifts aren't valid. But a lot of times you get theory. And what theory is, is something that I think works, but I've never experienced. This is a school that's going to be very practical because you're in a place that didn't exist 25 years ago. God put it in our heart and through a lot of hard knocks and a lot of learning, we've learned how to lead, Michelle and I, and God hear God's voice. And it, maybe many of you don't know this, but 25 years ago it started with just Michelle and I and, and our son who was about six months old. And today there are about 8,000 people that attend this church. You're sitting on a $30 million campus. How'd that happen? It happened because of God's mercy, God's grace, but there is a ton that's been learned. And what we want to be able to do is to create an environment where we can put young men and women who have a call in their life and teach you how to multiply something. Not just survive, get by. I want to teach people how to multiply. I want to teach men and women how to lead and hear God's voice, and trust God when everybody and everything around you is telling you that it's impossible. The Bible school also is going to have a really strong practicum, meaning there's going to be an environment where you are going to get hands-on ministry training, ministry application, where you will actually be working alongside people on staff here. There are going to be not a lot of spots, and there's not going to be a a ton of spots available. There's a pretty stringent application process. But there's going to be an opportunity for people that want to do sound, that truly, and and we have a master guy that does sound, one of the best in the country. And and so you would go through the Bible school. That is the, I should say, the school of ministry, but your practicum would literally be at that soundboard. Maybe some of you might be lighting. Our lighting guy, Joel, used to to travel, uh, used to do uh, the last, I think the last thing he did on the road, one of the last things was at Texas, the new Texas Stadium in Dallas, which seats, I don't know how many, you know, where the Cowboys play. And, uh, and I think he did, uh, remember the Beatles? I know they're dead now, but you know, basically you heard of the Beatles, right? Paul McCartney was there and he did the lights for that show. Do you know who tried to hire Joel from us? Elton John. And they tried to get Joel to go on the road with his, his thing. And Joel's done every band and imaginable. He's traveled all over the world. He does our lighting. So there's gonna be a lighting practicum. There's gonna be a worship practicum. We have an incredible creative team. So there's going to be video. There's going to be editing. There's going to be a whole creative aspect of it. Student ministries. Uh, there'll be the, the, the elementary, preschool, uh, uh, the, the youth age. There's going to be all kind of opportunities for people to have a very, and, and, the, and the application process is going to be very, very, very stringent because we're looking for young men and women who have a call on their life and, and are ready to be serious about being trained to do something great for God. Now, also, there's going to be an opportunity for you to get a degree because we're connecting to an accredited college, Southeastern University in in Florida, and there's an online opportunity for people who want to get an associate's degree in the two years. That's actually available through the the School of Ministry as well. Now, on your seats, it should be a card that if you have any interest in this, then all the details will be there. In the back to my left, you guys know Sean Moore? Sean's back there. And Sean, yeah, give old, yeah, Sean Moore. Sean will be back there, and he'll help you get some, uh, some details about it, okay? And, and Sean's the one right now putting all the information together and helping us formulate the school. So I want to encourage any of you that have a call in your life to, uh, to be sure to take full advantage of that and get some information. Then lastly, in my last nine minutes with you. Remember, you go, you go, you go short, they like you. So I want to keep it short for you. I want to talk to you just very quickly about fulfilling God's calling upon your life. Every one of you have a calling, maybe not to a ministry, but I'm telling you there's something God has for you that he wants to put his hand. It doesn't have to be in the ministry. It can be in the marketplace. Let me read it to you out of 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, verse 24. Paul wrote and he said this, Do you not know that in a race, All the runners run, but only one gets the prize. In other words, only one wins. So listen to what he said. Run your race in such a way to win and to get the prize. Now, everyone who competes in the race is striving to master it or for the mastery. Anyone who competes strives for mastery in the games they compete, and they go into strict training. But they do it to get a crown that won't last. But we do it in the kingdom to get a crown that will last forever. So, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man shadow boxing. No. I actually, I'll beat my body and make it my slave. So that what I've preached to others, I myself won't be disqualified for the prize. And what Paul is trying to get across to God's people, what I want you to see tonight, every one of you have a God called race. Every one of you have a unique capacity within you. Some of you may be called into business. Some of you may be called. I don't know what your calling is. But every one of you has something unique within you. But we live in a world that wants to crush you. We live in a culture that wants to crush you. We live in a culture that says we want everybody's diversity, but they all want to be the same. That everyone has to fit the same thing. But God made you unique, and that uniqueness is distinct for a purpose. And I don't know the individual gifts that you have, but when you walk with God, what Paul's saying? Look, in in sports, people do crazy things to their body to win the prize. He said they discipline themselves; they want to master the game. And I don't know if you've ever spent any time with professional athletes, but because of, I've, I've done some of a lot of chapels for the Steelers, and I've and some of the players go here, and I've gotten I've been I've gone down to spend time with them when they're working out, and and just some of these guys, when you see what they do, it is insane what they, what they put their bodies through. And, and, and there's a guy that goes to church here that is, was really at, at, a, at a hall of fame level career. And, uh, and, and he, and one of his children got sick and, uh, and, and that's, that's actually how I met him. And so I went up and it was a very serious thing and prayed for their, their child. And, and, uh, and he walked me down into the lobby of the hotel, or the, of the, of the, of the uh, hospital. And he reached down to give me a hug. Well, you know, I didn't think about someone trying to kill me. So I didn't, like, tense up. And he's, and he's kind of emotional, so he's hugging me, and he just keeps doing this. And I'm not exaggerating. I, I realized, he's going to break my ribs. It was like, a, you know how a machine just crushes, like, a car? That's what it was like. And, like, normally a human can't do that to another human. But he literally was, I, I was about to say, stop, 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 because I, I knew something was about to break. It was, because it was my body never moved in that fast. It was a, and he let me go, and I was like, oh, sweet, merciful Jesus, I love you. I almost died in the hospital. But they do things to their body, and they are in shape and ways that are, it's freakish to watch some of these guys. These athletes are remarkable, but they, in this world, they do it for a crown that fades away. And but God's word says, but what God's called you to do, he wants you to master life so that you can live your life for the reason he called you to live. And God didn't call you to be mediocre. There's nothing mediocre about God and there's nothing mediocre about walking with God. But there's something that he's given you to do. And Paul said, look, I don't run aimlessly. If you run and you run in the Olympics, you've got to stay in your lane. Paul said, look, I just don't go aimlessly all over the place. When I run, I run on purpose. Then he said this, and if I'm boxing, I'm not shadow boxing. You know what shadow boxing is? It's basically you're beating nothing. You're basically watching yourself swing with a shadow on the wall. Paul said, when I swing, I want to knock something out. And that's what God wants you to be able to do in your life. He wants you to live your life in a way that you win. He said, run your race to win. But the last thing I want you to get is this tonight. In Romans chapter 11, verse 29, the scripture says this, God never changes his mind when he gives gifts or when he calls somebody. Life is gonna give you a lot of opportunities to doubt that God can use you. Things will happen to you. You will have done things that you regret. You'll do things that think maybe disqualify you from God and his love. Now, it's not to justify wrongdoing and living in a way that that is that 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 is unwise and ungodly. That's not what I'm talking about. But people are people, and what I'm trying to help you to see is that I don't care if you grew up in a home where you were broken and abandoned and abused, even sexually, and this life has been so unfair to you. Whether your family stayed together, broke apart, you didn't have a family. That I don't, wherever you fit in that spectrum, maybe you grew up in a home with two parents. All I'm saying to you. The older you get, you're going to have some experiences in your life that a voice is going to come, and it's the voice of the enemy saying, you're not qualified. God God really doesn't want to have anything to do with you. He's really not going to want to help you and and, and take you to the places he's called you to be. You're just just not good enough. What you need to understand that God's gifts and God's callings never go away. God never retracts it and says, I'm done with you. And what I want you to understand that you're you're in a church that is committed to helping walk with you through this race. I'd say run with you, but I can't run like I used to. But we are here, and we want you to fulfill your race. We want you to end up in relationships that are healthy and godly. We want the places in your life that are broken to be made whole. There are four things I want to see happen in your life, and then I'm going to pray and turn it over to Zach. If you'll, if you'll follow through with what I'm asking you to do, come to church every weekend. I don't, I'm, I'm going to say at either Saturday night or 11 o'clock because I don't see any of you at nine. I'm just, am I, am, I, am, I, am I, is that a fair assessment? Maybe some of you are nine o'clock people. That's because somebody maybe, you know, gave you like a jolt to get you out of bed, but I don't see you getting here at nine. But if you do, you're welcome. But whenever you get here, what I want you to know, coming to church here should provide four things for you. And and then you help provide these four things for others. Number one, if you'll keep coming, number one, you're gonna get to know the God that loves you, that calls you. Number two, I want you to find freedom in your life. We're gonna be even developing in a much greater way in, in your area and arena of life, in your age, the small group uh, uh, environment of this church. Because in, in the small group environment, there's so many things where you can find the freedom that you long for and, and to go through the word of God with a group of people where you can be open and transparent, not have to put on this fake church face because when you come to church, it's to change your life. When you come here, you can know God. You can find freedom. The third thing is to discover purpose. Why am I on the planet? The two greatest days of your life, the day you were born and the day you discover Why? God knows the reason you're on the earth, and when you, when those things start to come together spiritually first, then they they bleed out naturally. Then the fourth thing is this: is to make an impact with your life. So many people just want to get the problem solved, get to the next thing, and the next whatever they want to do, fun or fix a problem. I'm telling you, I sit with people that I've sat with people with more money than they can spend, but they are broken. You said, man, if I just had that, I'd be happy. Look, I'm not saying poverty won't make you happy either. But what I'm trying to say to you, there is not something out there that you're going to achieve that's, gonna, that's going to make you feel completely fulfilled inside. If you live a life that knows God and that you live in the freedom that he died to provide for you, you discover why you're on the planet and then you make an impact in someone's life beyond your own problems, I promise you, you will live, you will live a life so rare on this earth and you will live a life so fulfilled it's, it's incredible. I'm going to come back next week, and I'm going to go into a little bit of a different area with you guys to kind of help you and encourage you to take some of these next steps to be able to fulfill the reason God put you on the planet. But I want to pray for you, then I'm going to ask Zach to come up, and and I'll be back here again next week. And and, and what I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to spend a little bit more time on, on, on the word side of this because the announcement's been made, and we'll cover a little bit of it next week, but... And, and I do want to encourage any of you that have a call on your life, you feel that you do, make sure you follow through with some of the information, the information on the cards, and we'll, we'll, we'll start working with you and giving you more information. But Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for the men and women in this room. They are not the church of tomorrow. They are the church of right now. I thank you for the ministry of 19 North and all of the men and women that it's touched and blessed. And Lord, help everyone in this room to understand 19 North is an ending. Victory is becoming a 19 North. It is, it, is, it is drilling down to creating an environment for those in their 20s and 30s and early 40s to thrive in the, in the time of finding relationships and, and, and starting relationships and getting married and having kids and raising families. And Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for every person older in this church who's been willing to lay down what they like for this reason. And I thank you for the men and women in this room that will step up and not just attend church, but get involved and serve. Get involved and live beyond their own life. And Lord, I thank you that they will fulfill the purpose of their life. They will know you. They will find freedom. They will find their purpose. And they will make a difference with their life. Jesus, the only hope of this world is your people. The only hope of this coming generation are the men and women and like men and women like them sitting in this room i thank you for that in jesus name amen. amen amen god bless you guys so good to spend some time with you and zach's gonna come on now thanks zach love you buddy you're blessed i love you honey.
1: i just want to take take a quick moment before we go ahead and and, and give you direction well, i was just sitting in the back I, this, this scripture just came up in my heart and i think it, it's a declaration for our generation and in this scripture, it took place over 2,000 years ago. And Pastor John was talking about the Apostle Paul. And the Apostle Paul, he was looking for people that he could invest in to, to turn the ministry over. And he said this to Timothy. He said, Timothy, listen, I know, I know you're young, but, but I'm calling you to lead now. Pastor John is calling our generation to lead now. Tomorrow may never come. He's calling us to lead now. And I remember sitting here at Victory Family Church. I remember sitting in the back corner when when, when Pastor John was speaking once. And I was broken. I was confused. And I I walked away from God for over two years. And I was sitting back there and it was like the Spirit of God came on me. And I'm like, man, there's something special about this place. And I remember sitting back there and just crying, saying, God, I'm giving you my life. I'm turning it over to you. I don't want to live this way anymore. So I gave my heart to the Lord back in that corner. And I realized that someone had to pave a way for me to be there. Someone had to pave a way for us to be here tonight. See, it was the generation that was in in front of us that paved what, what, what we are sitting in now. And I believe more than ever that God is calling our generation to rise up, to take a stand, to say, you know what? It might be getting darker, but we are getting lighter. It might look bad, but guess what? We have the good news, and His name's Jesus. See, whatever, whoever paved the way for us to, to be where we are today, it's our time to pave the way for the next generation. I'm telling you, I was in high school, and the things that these kids are struggling with in high school, I couldn't even math, I couldn't even fathom. And God's tapping on your shoulder tonight. He's saying, "Listen, you, you have a special gift." I've given you this grace to make a difference in the world today. So what I'm going to ask you guys is to take that next step. Maybe you're already serving here at 19 North, but I'm asking everybody to consider to take a next step. Everybody has a part to play in this puzzle. Everybody has a part to play to advance the kingdom forward. In these next five years, we are going to see multiplication. And it's, becoming, it's to, and it's going to come from your leadership. It's going to come from you saying, you know what, I'm putting my foot down. I've been walking with God for a while now, but I, I've just been going through the motions. I'm, t- I'm, I'm tired of going through the motions. I'm taking a stand. I'm moving forward. I'm going to see this generation healed, saved, restored, set free. So how many of you guys are on board tonight? You want to take that next step. You want to take ground for the kingdom of God. You want to play a part in what God wants to do in this region and this church. So I need everybody to just stand up on their feet. I'm going to pray us out. But before I do, Sean Moore is going to be back at the table on our left. And if you have a call to ministry or you think you have a call to ministry, man, fill out that card. Take it back. talk uh, Talk to Sean. And then also we have Pastor John Spencer, Lamar, Stu Hayes and Alyssa Preston. Pastor John Spencer, he oversees the usher team. I know we have an awesome usher team here. I suggest that you guys get plugged in there, but if there's some of you guys are here tonight says, you know what, I I wanna get connected. I wanna join the usher team. Man, we need some girls as well. There's too many boys over there. There's too many men passing the buckets and and connecting with people. We need some of y'all female to rise up and to be ushers. Also, we have Stu Hayes. If you guys think that you, you have the gift to pray for people, And I I know some of you guys, you're like, man, I want to take that next step. I want to start praying for people. I want to start seeing miracles happen. Stu Hayes is your man. And then Alyssa Preston, she oversees our church experience, but also the connection team. A lot of you guys are great at connecting with people, so connect with her as well. But let me pray. And next week, Pastor John's gonna be back. Get all of your friends, get everybody that you can and bring them here because, man, God wants to do something new in our generation. God wants to speak to our generation now. God wants us to rise up. So Father God, I thank you. God, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this time that we get to experience the presence of your joy. God, we know that someone had to pay a price for us, and now we choose to pay a price for the generation that is rising up. We choose to say, yes to the call. We, you, we choose to say yes to what you have in store for us. We are no longer going to sit on the sidelines, but we are going to get in the game. We're going to start making a difference. We're going to start taking yard for the kingdom of God, and we thank you, God, what you're about to do in these next five years. We're going to see more salvations. We're going to see people in small groups. We're going to see more people attending on a weekend service and getting plugged in. God, we want to we want to see people know you, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Everybody says amen. Guys, please get signed up. We need you. The kingdom of God needs you. We love you guys. There's food in the back, but before you get the food, connect with our our staff over there. We love you guys.